Welcome to the Eat This, Not That podcast. I'm John Hammond, and this is Megan Murphy. Hi, everyone. And this week, we are taking another cue from you, our listeners, who have been emailing us your thoughts and ideas on the program. Yes, it's so great to get all of your emails and messages. We love reading each and every one of them. This way, we can make sure that we're creating shows that you want to hear about the things that you're most curious or concerned about. So please be sure to keep them coming. Send us your thoughts at podcast at eatthis.com. So one of them that um, caught my eye recently was from Lois Rouse. Hey, shout out to hey, Lois. Lois. So she wrote us asking, she said, I'm curious about additives in foods that claim to be healthy. I know some of the additives, but I think there are some in there that are masking themselves as healthy ingredients, but they are really just a fancy way of saying it is a preservative or additive. I'm particularly interested in celery powder. That sounds harmless, even healthy, but I was told by a friend that they think it is a preservative. So we're here to mm-hmm. answer that question and kind of get into some of those preservatives out there, additives. Well, and Lois, and this, this email from Lois underscores a couple things. Like, yes, like how many, how many times have we talked about, you know, ingredients that are or, or terms that are thro- thrown on food packaging that are meant to sound healthy. Sneaky, But they're sneaky. sneaky. It's, just, it's, yep. it's marketing speak for the most part. Um, and, and we did a whole episode about, you know, like fake, fake or real kind of food terms. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a great example. This is a great question. And we've talked about, you know, some of those false food marketing terms that get slapped on the boxes, of course. But the focus there is what they're trying to do is create a health halo with these kind with this kind of language. And this goes a little deeper because Lois is talking about something listed in the ingredients label, right? Not plastered on the front of the can yeah. or the box. So good for you, Lois. That means you're reading the labels. Yes, you're getting you. you're getting down in the nitty-gritty and looking at the ingredients as we all should. And if this helps you at all, celery naturally contains higher levels of sodium nitrate. A lot of vegetables do, celery and beets, for example. Sodium nitrate is something that is typically added to processed meats to help cure them. So now I'm no expert on the effects of sodium nitrate, of course, but uh, Joel B. Massad, an MD and professor of medicine and nutrition at Tufts University is, and according to him, manufacturers of uncured bacon and uncured meats often add celery juice or celery powders, let's say, to the meats to substitute for pure sodium nitrate, since they can still claim that there are, quote, no added nitrates. Ah, So that's what would be on the front of the package. Right? So it'd be no added nitrates on the front, Mm -hmm. boom, celery juice or celery powder, on the ingredients list, and that's why you're you're not. That's why they can say no no added nitrates um, because it's in the, it's naturally occurring in the celery or the or the beet powder if if, if that's what they're using. And oftentimes, uh, here's the kicker: the the total amount of sodium nitrate in these products is even higher than that contained of conventionally cured meats. That's, so if you're, you're eating the uncured meats with no added nitrates, the actual content, the the sodium nitrate content, could be higher. That's so tricky. I mean, so, how can you even... Yeah. So, so Lois, celery powder, is it healthy? No, definitely not. No more so than a banana nut muffin is healthy. Right? Just because you take a healthy sounding like celery? Yeah. yeah celery is healthy, right? It's celery powder. What could, what could not be healthy about that? Bananas? Nuts? How could this muffin not be healthy? Because it's a muffin. It's cake, yeah, right? It's Same cake. thing. It's sodium nitrate. It's just another way that, that food manufacturers are able to kind of get it in there without saying they're getting it in there. Um, so, you know... This really underscores that you've got to pay attention to the labels, yes. and and we know that you know by now we know that we need to try to avoid things like like trans fats uh, or high fructose corn syrup. But believe it or not, there are things in everyday foods that are actually 
much worse than those, which is kind of scary, right? Very scary. And this week we'll be highlighting some of those things that you should be on high alert when you see these on the back of a box or a can and when you're scanning the list of ingredients, which you should always do and we always encourage doing on this Just like Lois does. Just like Lois. Thank you again for your email. So we're going to jump right in. Yeah. And and apologies in advance if you're listening and you hear us stumble along because these, a lot of of these additives are not, it's not celery powder we're talking about. They're, they're, They're going to be, you know, these, a lot of these are chemical based and, and stuff like that. So, you know, we're going to get our, our tongues warmed up and ready. Yeah, and hopefully we don't, we don't trip over them too much. And so I get the first one. It's, and it's pretty straightforward. It's titanium dioxide. It's a metal oxide known for lending white hue to paints, plastics, toothpaste, sunscreen, and cosmetics. Cool. Let's eat it. Right? So yeah. <laughs> why, not, why not have it in our food? Right. Titanium dioxide is also used in food products like milk, cheese, marshmallows, Greek yogurt, and mayonnaise. Ugh. Marshmallows. That's that's. I mean, there's nothing. There's very little natural about a marshmallow, I guess. But but. But Greek yogurt. That's surprising. Yeah. So, so but what is you know, t- why is this a problem? Because titanium dioxide has a little has a bigger ick factor than just being a liquid metal. The internal agency, or I'm sorry, the international agency for research on cancer, has classified it a possible carcinogen in humans. It has also been linked to asthma, emphysema, DNA breakdown, and neurological disorders. So again something that you probably don't want to dial up for for your meal uh, since it has absolutely no value as a nutritional supplement or as a preservative other than keeping artificial foods white there's no reason that that you know titanium dioxide should even be in our food supply no definitely not so if you're looking at your label and you see titanium dioxide you probably should find an alternative yeah i mean just in general, if, you, if it's hard to pronounce or it's right. written like some, some of if these chemicals. If it sounds like liquid metal. Totally. Then you probably shouldn't be ingesting it. Yeah. <laughs> so the next thing on our list is sodium nitrites and nitrates, like just like celery powder we mentioned. They're preservatives used to prevent bacterial growth and maintain that pinkish color of meat products. It's found in bacon, sausage, hot dogs, packaged meats, even beef jerky. And these should be of concern, not just because they, they're they high in, in sodium, right. but under certain conditions, sodium nitrites and nitrates can react with amino acids to form cancer-causing chemicals in your body. Yeah. So, so you don't want that. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. Now, this one is one that it, it's... It's, it sounds kind of benign, and you've probably seen it on any number of things. You probably didn't think twice about it, um, but you probably should start thinking twice. It's caramel coloring, and you know it's the coloring that's most often used in soda and candy, and this has actually been proven to cause cancer in animals. Um, mm. In 2011, the International Agency for Research on Cancer, again, they deemed the additive to be possibly carcinogenic to humans. Not sure about you, but I prefer my drinks and meals to be free of artificial coloring and carcinogens just in general. Um, If you want to avoid the additive, be sure to scan your food labels. Even when it comes to things like frozen meals and lunch meats, by the way, the additive is seriously lurking everywhere. So it's not just the the sodas and, and the candy, it's making its way into other food products as well. And it sounds, it sounds like caramel coloring. You're like, okay, whatever, caramel coloring, no big deal. It's a big deal. Big deal. Okay, more coloring, yellow. You see this everywhere, right? right? In 2007, artificial colorings, yellow number five and yellow number six, which are found in, you know, a lot of kid-friendly foods like mac and cheese, crackers, chips, soft drinks, juices. They were found to promote attention deficit disorder in children, ADD. Mm. Okay, I mean, listen, 
If there's none of this bright yellow occurring naturally in right. nature, it probably shouldn't be in the foods you're giving to your kids or eating yourself. Norway and Sweden have banned the use of these artificial colors. And in the rest of the European Union, the foods that have this additives must be labeled with the phrase, may have an adverse effect on activity and attention in children. I mean, that's, I mean, that's bananas. But that's, I, I mean, that's legit to... to to force a manufacturer to put that kind of verbiage Europe. on your food. Who the heck's picking up that food item? I know. Who's 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 picking up that package and seeing something like that put across the front saying like, eh. My kids okay. could be a little crazy. I mean, kids are already hyper. It's yeah. going to make them more hyper. I guess maybe you could. Um, it's scary. But anyway, uh, this next one is, is one that... I've known about for a little while. You might not know about it, but it's one that you should definitely put on your radar and put it up high. It's brominated vegetable oil or BVO. Citrus flavored sodas like Diet Mountain Dew and Fresca contain uh, BVO, which is a chemical that's actually banned in Europe, India, and Japan. Again, banned in three countries um, that are pretty advanced countries, by the way, and not banned here. Human studies have linked the substance to neurological impairment reduced fertility, changes in thyroid hormones, and puberty at an earlier age. Good these news. are serious issues. Uh, those, those, those are legit issues. And, and, and uh, as far as I'm aware, there's no demand for you know, that kind of labeling mm -hmm. on the packaging, as, as we talked about with the yellow coloring. But there, there is good news here. Uh, Coca-Cola and PepsiCo have agreed to phase BVO out of their sodas. But just be aware, it's still actively used in many of their products, as well as drinks made by Dr. Pepper 7-Up. So, you know, the big soda manufacturers have have taken heed and and heard heard it out. And certainly, it's understandable that they're, it's not an easy process to just remove an ingredient like that whole hog and just kind of like flip a switch and it's out. So it's going to be a process to get it out. So make sure you're checking the labels. If you see uh, brominated vegetable oil or BVO on there, it just wait wait for it to be phased out. Find something else. Yeah, like why is vegetable oil in your sodas anyways? <laughs> Obviously, sodas have like a, a ton of bad right. chemicals in them, but vegetable oil, it just doesn't even make sense. No. Okay, the next one is BHT or BHA. That stands for butylated hydroxytoline and butylated hydroxanisole. Apologies nice, on my pronunciation. BHT or BHA. And if you can't pronounce it, then don't eat it. But a lot of times, this is a common additive in breakfast cereals, mm. chewing gum, potato chips, vegetable oil, common household items. This has been found to deplete the neurological system in your brain and to cause cancer, which is precisely why it's banned in most of Europe, Australia, and Japan. And this this episode actually really upsets me because- It's frustrating, right? It's very frustrating because the FDA needs to be better about what is going into our food. Cancer's on the rise, ADHD is on the rise. You wonder why. A lot has to come down to our food sources. And it's crazy because I, I, I saw a study or statistic today uh, on, on my way here that more than 50% of our total calories, like more than 50% that most of us take in calorie-wise in a day comes from processed or highly processed foods. Wow, that's that's outrageous. And, and that's just, you know, look, that's that's the reality that many of us live in today. We're we're, you know, on the on the go, rushing, you know, we're looking for convenience, but I mean, if, if, when we've let go a little too much and we need to kind of get it back. You need, mm -hmm. you know, we always talk about taking control of your food supply, you know, getting back to, to more real whole foods. And it's not enough to just say like natural or, 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 or organic on the packaging because that's still processed food and mm -hmm. it still can have some of these 
materials in there. Don't don't kid yourself. Just because something says natural or organic, that doesn't. You've got to look at the ingredients list um, because that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean anything because there's really no standards put yeah. to, put to those. So the only way to really make sure is to buy whole foods, cook yourself a food, even if it's just your your nightly dinner or your daily lunch or starting your day with the breakfast. Control like find find a meal that you can take control of and do that. And and if you do it it becomes easier to now take control of two meals mm-hmm. and then three meals and and those kinds of things and and to your point like again this is why this is so frustrating because it doesn't it doesn't have to be this way no it doesn't and and we've become so and 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 also like government you know big government agencies like obviously you know there's only right. so much you can expect from them but the fact that that other countries continents have banned some of these ingredients or you know restricted them with by by if they're going to be in there then they have to use like certain language on the labels like wh- where are we with this yeah we need to catch up so. um, a few years ago i actually had some adverse reactions to foods i got a lot of food testing and i became more savvy about different chemicals and i was astonished to hear how many of these oh this is a paint thinner this is this and this you know can clean your toilet and whatever and it's banned all over the world yeah. and and it's in these every single food pretty much that's marketed to children Right. And it's it's it makes me really frustrated. Like I'm like I'm angry today. This and episode so, usually so, I'm a very happy right. girl, but I'm a so little this is, angry. This is uh, well, I hope the people listening are frustrated yeah. and getting angry as well because because that's that's what triggers a change. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and this next one will will really underscore that as well because we talked about you know at the top like most of us at, at this point in time we know trans fats are mm-hmm. are bad and and we know that like high fructose corn syrup is bad. Um, this next one is again something that sounds kind of benign. It's partially hydrogenated vegetable oil yeah, it's right? vegetable vegetable Vegetables oil like healthy, whatever right? i use it for cooking partially hydrogenated i don't know what that means so no big deal but this is actually this manufactured trans fat is is created by forcing hydrogen gas into vegetable fats under extremely high pressure food processors like to use it in their products because of its low cost and long shelf life you'll find it in a large portion of uh, margarines pastries frozen foods, cakes, cookies, crackers, soups, fast food items, and non-dairy creamers. And though trans fats have been shown to contribute to heart disease more so than saturated fat, its artery-clogging effects extend beyond your heart, believe it or not. Reduced blood flow can impact everything from brain function to sexual function. While you are probably well aware, uh, most health organizations recommend keeping trans fat consumption as low as possible, but a loophole in the FDA's labeling requirements allows processors to add as much as 0.49 grams, so nearly half a gram per serving, and still claim zero trans fats in their nutrition facts. That's crazy. I mean, that's right? like really scaling down to zero. I mean, so someone can say, right, zero, yeah. but yeah. there's half a gram. Wow. Not necessarily zero, Sneaky. but not a gram, I guess. I don't know. And that's that's half, that's half that's per serving. So if right. this is a food where you easily could eat three servings of, it's, right. if it's crackers or cookies, those kinds of things, getting you're, getting, you're getting a couple grams of trans fats. Now, there is some, there is some good news, though. The Food and Drug Administration re- re- recently finalized a plan that will require all food companies to remove partially hydrogenated oils from their products within the next three years. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean you'll never see a trans fat ever again. Companies can petition the FDA to let them keep using uh, PHOs, though PHOs will no longer be, quote, generally recognized as safe, unquote, for human consumption. 
The FDA says this legislation has the potential to reduce coronary heart disease dramatically and prevent thousands of heart attack deaths each year. So, so why held up? You know, gonna, it's going to get held up in lobbying and, and right. all those kinds of things, as, as most things do. But, it, but so forget that ugly battle that will go on between the FDA and food manufacturers. Read the ingredients label, and if you see, you know, partially hydrogenated vegetable oil, PHVO, like if you see it on there, like find something else. Yeah, we just have to really be educated as consumers because there's just so much in our food. And, right. and you just talked about one fat. There's another type of fat that's really scary that's out there. It's called interesterified fat. So this was developed as a trans fat alternative. It's a semi-soft fat. It sounds like a cheese, right? right. A semi-soft cheese. It's a semi-soft fat um, that's created by chemically blending fully hydrogenated and non-hydrogenated oils. And though testing on these fats hasn't been extensive because they're relatively newer to the market, the early evidence doesn't look good at all. It's been shown to increase levels of bad cholesterol, increase blood glucose levels, and decrease insulin response. One study even found that the man-made fat can harden and narrow the arteries, oh, two primary causes of heart attacks and strokes. And like you said, all these all these foods, you know, pastries, margarine, frozen dinners, canned soups, they all contain this additive. So definitely steer clear of this yeah. one. And look, and this is another one of those things where you see something like that where it's, you know, you talk about the study that found that the man-made fat can harden and narrow the arteries uh, and and lead to, you know, which are which is one of the main reasons for heart attacks and strokes. This this go, this is one of those things where, you know, I'm pretty active, mm -hmm. you know, I run, I swim, I bike, you know, I exercise quite a bit. But if you do all of that, but you're not taking, if you're not kind of matching it up on the diet side by, by taking control of your food sources we talked about, and you're eating foods that have some of these additives, especially this newer additive, which yeah. you might not be aware of yet all that exercise, it doesn't matter, no, right? And it actually could do your more arteries. harm, right? If, if your arteries are, are being narrowed and you're exercising a lot, that can really wreak some havoc. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you are going into a, a new fitness regimen or signing up for a race to kind of jumpstart your, your activity level or something like that, I highly, I can't recommend enough going and getting a, a checkup and a physical from your doctor just to make sure there are no underlying concerns there. And especially if, if, highly processed foods are making up more than 50% of the calories that we take, there's there's a good enough chance that something might be there that's worth checking out. So again, just just because you, you think you're healthy, like if you're eating highly processed foods with these ingredients, it could counteract all of those efforts. So another one that, uh, that you're going to want to keep an eye out for is sodium phosphates. Sodium phosphate is an additive made of sodium and phosphate that's used to keep meats moist and tender during storage. The additive is used in a sizable share of sausages, lunch meats, hams, chicken nuggets, and canned fish. And even though phosphates are necessary for our diets, excess phosphate, especially the inorganic phosphate that's added to food, is more easily absorbed by the body. When high levels of phosphates seep into the blood, it can increase the risk of heart disease. Doctors have also linked the compound to higher rates of chronic kidney disease, weak bones, and premature death. So <laughs> sodium phosphate, something you probably don't want. Probably don't want it all. Oh. Okay. 
I'm I'm feeling blue at this point right. in this episode. <laughs> the next one is blue coloring. All right, these are synthetic dyes used in most conventionally produced blue, purple, and green foods, such as beverages, cereals, candy. I mean, think about like the bright right. blue Gatorade or Fruity candy, pebbles. Fruity Pebbles, Fruit Loops. Nothing in nature is bright blue like that. Like blueberries are not blueberries, that color. Right. They're, they're dark blue. Right? Yeah, they're not bright neon blue. And so that should not be in your food. I can't stress this enough. Both blue number one and blue number two have been linked to cancers in animal studies. And the Center for Science in the Public Interest recommends avoiding them. And we strongly agree. And, and we sorry, look, I strongly agree with avoiding most any of the things that we just talked about. Yeah. And, and some of these are no-brainers, but some sound way more benign than their potential consequences may actually be, right? So make sure to, to keep reading the ingredients list like Lois does. And maybe keep this list that we just talked about handy when you're, when you're, you know, when you go for your weekly shopping trip mm-hmm. just maybe have make me create a, sh- a cheat sheet and if there's you know mac and cheese you look at look at the ingredients yeah. list and, and look for that that yellow coloring or, or some of the caramel coloring um you know bho's or b yeah, things you can't like burn all out. these things <laughs> titanium dioxide like yeah. like make a cheat sheet because these are things that you know in little teeny tiny doses yeah that's that's fine it's probably no harm no foul but teeny tiny doses over weeks and months and years that could be a problem, and it's a problem Major that's problems. easily avoided if you know what to look for, which hopefully you now do. Um, and look, there are a, a bunch more out there. We talked about some of the some of the worst offenders. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you really want to know what are the what are the good options when it comes to processed foods, turn to the team at eatthis.com. They do all of the heavy lifting for us. They research all these things. They look at all the, the food products and they'll, they'll give you the best and worst, you know, whether it's condiments or breakfast cereals or burger buns, it's, they have it all. So just make sure you check out the team, the team's work at eatthis.com. And in the meantime, you know, keep listening and, and, you know, subscribe and listen along and we'll, we'll keep the tips flowing and hopefully we'll hear from you again. Uh, like we heard from Lois. Yeah. Until next thank you. Time. Lois. Yeah, thanks, this Lois. Was a great episode. It wasn't a feel good episode. No, but it was sorry, an Lois. important episode. Very, very important. So thank you for inspiring this this topic. And hopefully we will hear from you soon. Until next time, I'm John Hammond. And I'm Megan Murphy. Yes, be sure to follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Eat This. You can follow me as well on Instagram at This Girl Can Eat. Uh, please be sure to drop us a line at our email account, podcast at eatthis.com, and share what food choices are on your mind or topics you'd like us to tackle so we can continue to share them here with you as we help you eat this, not that. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>